Ah, oh, welcome to episode 615 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Canada, and the haters are in the building. The haters are in the building. People hating on Godzilla artwork. People hating on the stern price increase. It's at the point now where I think everyone needs to look in the mirror and say to yourself, you are in a hobby where you are buying a luxury toy. So why are you surprised that the prices are high? And what is there really to complain about when most people in the world struggle to get out of student loan debt, are struggling to put food on the table, are trying hard to work every day to pay the bills, and you're acting like the sky is falling because pinball prices are going through the roof, and they are going through the roof. And then Godzilla's too green. Like, how did Zombietti get this so wrong? People are saying, why didn't he make Godzilla more dark gray? And I'm here to tell you right now, I'm here to tell you right now, is this the direction I would have taken the game in? I don't really know, and I don't really care that much because like most of you out there, we're not these die-hard Godzilla fans where you have to nail it. Like, Godzilla's a property that's been reimagined so many different times in so many different ways, right? This isn't Back to the Future. It's not like they took Back to the Future and made it look nothing like Back to the Future. It's clearly Godzilla. It's clearly him battling all those monsters. And I think when people see this game in person, I mean this, I think when you see this game in person, you're going to be blown away. And everyone complaining about this or that is going to eat crow and you're all going to want one. And the stream is tonight. Godzilla will be streamed on Dead Flip tonight at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. I will be watching it. I will be on Twitch. I will also be doing my Facebook Live so you can hang out with Canada as we watch Godzilla being played. Now, I think when this game is played, I think the hype around this game is going to go through the roof. I don't think it's going to be like Mandalorian. I don't think it's going to be like Halloween, you know, where once the game was streamed, people started to lose the hype. They started to lose some interest. I think this is going to be the other way around. I think when people see this game and they see a stern machine that finally has a ton of cool mechs and is doing all this interesting stuff and they hear the sounds and they see the lights and they hear the callouts and they see the clips of Godzilla, I think all the zombie Eddie complainers are going to shut up. I think the gameplay is going to take over and I think everyone's going to want one of these machines because if you like pinball and you like stern pinball, how do you not love what they put into this game? I mean, they packed it and everything looks really fun to shoot. And I think when we see it in motion, and I heard from Jack Danger already, we are going to see Keith Elwin when he plays the game. He's not going to take the glass off. He's not going to hit all the switches like Dwight would with his finger and spoil the entire code of the game. He's going to walk up to the machine and he's going to play it. And that's going to be the first time we see the game. And that's how it should be. I don't want to hear the design team go on and on and on. Just play the game for a few minutes. Let us see what the game is like. Give us that organic experience of what playing Godzilla is like. And that is what they are going to do. Because Keith Elwin is a good player and he knows this is what people want to see. So there's a lot of haters there. There's a lot of haters there. But here's the good news. If you missed out on getting a Godzilla LE, I want to tell you right now, I'm doing a little promotion in which I am going to give someone a chance to get a Godzilla LE for MSRP, which is, I think, $10,499. I am not making a penny on this game. 
I had my name down on a couple places to get a Godzilla LE. I will be buying my Godzilla LE from Cointaker, but I also had my name on the list over at Automated. And Mike over at Automated is a great guy, and I bought the machine, and I said, I'm going to give this machine to someone who's a diehard Godzilla fan. So here's how it's going to work. This isn't very difficult. If you're a diehard Godzilla fan, please email me at canadapinball at gmail.com and tell me or show me how you are a diehard Godzilla fan or if your son is a diehard fan or your wife is or someone in the family is. Just explain to me that you're a diehard fan and that will enter you into winning this game. And I will take emails around this all the way up to September 24th because what I'm gonna do on September 25th, which is my birthday, I am going to do my Saturday morning spectacular and at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will pull a name out of a hat and that person will win the chance to buy this Godzilla LE at MSRP. Now, here's how it's gonna work though. I'm hopefully gonna be at Automated to do this. When I pull the name out of the hat, you have five minutes to call up and confirm that you want the machine and to buy it and it's yours. If you do not call, if you are not watching the Saturday Morning Spectacular and I call your name and you're not there, you're not present, we are going to move on to the next name in the hat. Okay, so that means you have to really want it. And if you're a Godzilla fan and your name is in the hat, I want to see how dedicated you are to getting this Godzilla LE. And I'm not flipping it for a profit. I think it's the right thing to do. And the other part I'm asking the person who wins this is don't sell it. If you're a fan, I want this game to go to someone who loves Godzilla and this game will be bolted to the floor, okay? Now, it's going to be fun because also on September 24th, I think a lot of people forgot this, September 24th is the date in which the Pinball Brothers are going to show the world the alien LV version of the game. So how are they going to dress this game up? Are they going to put beacons on the top? Are they going to have some nice powder-coated armor? Are they going to do inner art blades that light up. So I am really, really curious to see if the Pinball Brothers can make this alien machine look good because you know how I feel about it right now. I think the standard version of Alien Pinball from the Pinball Brothers is really, really stale looking. It doesn't look great. The artwork looks flat. There's no glossiness to it. The armor looks terrible. Everything about it, it's like they took two years to bring this game back to market and then they didn't do anything to aesthetically make it look amazing. So I have high hopes for the LV version of the game. The other thing is how many LVs will they make and are they going to go pretty quickly? I don't know, right? Manufacturing has not been the strong suit of the Pinball Brothers. These games are not flying out the door by any means. So if you buy one, it's going to be one you know you're going to have to wait months and months and months to get the game. It's also crazy the amount of games that are coming out in such a short window, right? We just got Godzilla. People are still waiting on Guns N' Roses. We're going to get Cactus Canyon Remake any day now. We're also going to get the next game from American Pinball. There are so many titles coming out on top of each other. Speaking of this, I am hearing a rumor, and you're hearing it on Canada's Pinball Podcast first. I'm hearing a rumor that Jersey Jack Pinball is going to announce their next game 
very shortly. I expect them to announce the game sometime in October. It would make sense. That is one year since they announced Guns N' Roses or revealed Guns N' Roses to the world. And if you're Jersey Jack Pinball, you have to get this company on a normal schedule. You have to. The whole reason why you went to Chicago, the whole reason why you have the big factory, the whole reason why you're making this company bigger than it used to be in New Jersey is you need to make more than one game every two years. And the only way they're going to do that is if they stay on schedule. There's no way they can just make Guns N' Roses for two years or 18 months and that's it. This company really needs to get to the point where they can at least have a new game every year. Now, do we think they're going to show Toy Story? Do we think they're going to do it? So here's what I think is going to happen. I don't think we're going to see the full game. I don't think it's on the line. I don't think it's ready for production. I don't think it's in production right now because when they showed Guns N' Roses, they already had 100 made new in box. Here's what I think is going to happen, and this is just me guessing. I think Jersey Jack Pinball at Pinball Expo, they're doing a seminar at 9 p.m., I think it is, or 8 p.m. I think it's 9 p.m. They're doing a panel discussion on Friday night at Expo. I think during that JJP discussion, they are going to announce the next title is Toy Story. I don't think they're going to show the full game. I think they're going to get back to like announcing it. Now, it's one of the worst kept secrets in all of pinball. So is Guns N' Roses. The good news is nobody knows what's after Toy Story. I still think it's Matrix. And it is kind of nuts, right? If you were going to make a Matrix pinball machine, wouldn't you announce that in front of Toy Story? I would. The new Matrix movie is coming out right now. I think Eric Minier might be working on the Matrix, and Eric's next game is done. I'm telling you right now, his next game is done because of the delays over at Jersey Jack Pinball. Eric was done with GNR for a very long time before the game got announced, and he went on to his next game. He's very prolific, and he's very efficient. So if you're Jersey Jack Pinball, and you have Toy Story and the Matrix ready to go, which one do you put first? I know Pat Lawler has been working on Toy Story forever. The other rumor I'm hearing is that this will be Pat Lawler's last game, that he will be retiring after this game. And Steve Ritchie, I guess, is going to pick up the mantle. You know, Steve Ritchie joining Jersey Jack Pinball, I just wonder what it's like every day over there. Like, what does Steve do when he walks in on a random Wednesday, knowing that this company can't make many games, knowing that there is no way they can do two games a year? When are we going to see his input on a game? Really curious to see when that happens. And the pressure is on Steve. He knows it. He knows it. When you look at Godzilla and you look at everything Keith Elwin put in a game, Steve Ritchie must hate the fact that Keith Elwin is the new king. He is the new king. I mean, when you look at Led Zeppelin next to Godzilla, doesn't it look like Steve Ritchie forgot to do his homework assignment and he ran into the bathroom and he quickly scribbled something on paper and that's what Led Zeppelin is? I mean, imagine if you're Gary Stern and George Gomez and you're like, all right, gentlemen, I want to see what each of you have been working on. And Keith Elwin walks into that room with Godzilla LE and shows them all this amazing stuff and all these mechs and all this creativity. And they're like, oh, cool. This is awesome. Steve, what do you got? And slowly that little spinner lifts up and that's it. That's all that's in the game. I mean, what a Stonehenge moment that was of Spinal Tap when that little spinner lifts up and that's the main mech in Led Zeppelin. A total joke. So Steve Ritchie, I know he listens to this stuff. I know people who are friends with him are like, Canada said this. Yes, I am challenging Steve Ritchie to show us what you got. 
Show us you can still do it, Steve. Reclaim your throne. Reclaim your crown. If you're the king and now you're over at a company that puts way more into their games, we are expecting big things from Steve Ritchie. And we know he can do it. Like, we know he can do it. We know that it was Jersey Jack Pinball that pushed Gary Stern and Steve Ritchie to give us ACDC. I mean, when you look at everything that's in ACDC, it is a sad day that that man also created Led Zeppelin. So we know he's got it. Will he bring it back next time? All right, the other thing that everyone is hating on lately in the pinball world is the price increase. And there is no way around this. This is the most unavoidable thing happening in pinball. But the real crazy part about the Stern price increase and the Trojan horse that they did is the premium price. A premium unlimited game is now $9,000. Like, think about that for a minute. Nine grand for a premium. And what sucks is if you spend that much or around that much on a game, and this is an unlimited run of the game, you are going to lose your shirt on these titles because you're going to buy it at nine grand, and these things are going to lose a grand or two easily. But if you buy an LE at 10.5, I don't think LEs lose money anymore. In fact, most of them keep going up and up and up. If it's a dud, if the LE is a dud, it still kind of holds at its MSRP price. But if it's a great game, then the sky is the limit. I mean, look at what Elvira is selling for, what Batman is selling for, what Ghostbusters is selling for. I still don't get Ghostbusters. I still don't get why people would ever spend a lot of money on a Ghostbusters. The game is so bad. It shoots so bad and nobody, Nobody who loves pinball, who loves how a pinball machine should shoot and feel, would ever argue or say that Ghostbusters is a rewarding game to shoot, because it's not. It's a rewarding game to look at, but it's definitely not a rewarding game to shoot. All right, we got Alien. We've got Godzilla. I have David Fix. I talked to David Fix yesterday. He is coming on the show. We are aiming to do David Fix. I think the week after next is when we've confirmed, so it's not going to be next week. Um, It'll be the week after next. I'm really looking forward to talking to David. It's going to be a great conversation and we're not going to be disrespectful. I want to hear what's going on over at AP and I want to talk about the company and the marketing strategy and the climate of pinball because you know and I know that now is a really good time to put a game in a box and sell it to people if you can turn manufacturing on because there's still a shortage of games going out the door. It really is like Spooky is just getting Halloween and Ultraman out the door. Those are finally making their way into customer homes. How sexy are those Spooky pins though? I mean, they look so good. I'm gonna head to Jack Bar today and play Halloween for the first time, but I'm super impressed by how how damn nice looking that cabinet is. And I can't wait for Ultraman. I mean, when I look at Ultraman, I have to say, I do think Ultraman actually looks better than Godzilla, but I do think Godzilla also looks really good. I think the foil cabinet decals that are going to be on Godzilla are going to be amazing, but I would rather have the butter cabinet. There's nothing nicer than the direct print butter cabinet from Spooky. If you've never seen it, it blows away even like decals because this is not a sticker. It's direct print and it's clear coated. It's amazing. Like you could wax your cabinet when you get the butter cabinet. And I think the Ultraman art looks better. I think it's more cohesive, but I think next to each other, if you have Godzilla and Ultraman, I think those two pins are going to look so sexy side by side, and I love that the themes go together so nicely. So back to the Stern pricing. It's crazy. People are upset, and I understand. Nobody wants to pay more for something 
Nobody, nobody wants the price of what they love to go up in price. Like this is the definition of inflation. Now on top of these prices too, it's unclear what the Stern Insider Connected is going to cost. I heard a rumor that it's gonna be 30 bucks a month. So that's another $360 in the pocket of Stern Pinball. Now, what features will come with that? Are they gonna hold back modes and gameplay features unless you pay that on a monthly basis? I don't know, this is a brand new thing in Pinball. Stern Pinball is now gonna have the ability to connect to each of our games and know what we're doing with our games. So I think it is gonna open up an exciting new gameplay element to Pinball. I think it's actually gonna bring the community together more. I do worry that they're already fleecing us with these prices and the prices are gonna keep going up. And the real danger with the price increase is this. It's not just that these new games are worth this, is this now increases the prices of all the old machines. That sucks for anyone who's not selling, right? It sucks to be a buyer. What made this hobby so much fun all of these years is you could get into pinball, you could build your collection, and you could get a deal. There are no more deals to be had in the pinball hobby. Like nowadays, you're either running at the LEs on day one, or you're losing money. You're gonna have to pay more than the game was supposed to be. And that doesn't make people happy. Like it is absolutely crazy to me that anyone would spend $15,000 on an Elvira LE. So what, the couch version is now worth 20, 25,000? It's pretty stupid, it's pretty stupid. Now I know personally for me, I don't care about any of that stuff anymore. Having one of 50, one of 80, that's whatever. I like having the nicest version of something if it's something I love and wanna own. And I'm just building my collection differently now. I wanna build stuff that fits into my Neo Tokyo Arcade theme. And I want games that are fun to play. I mean, ultimately, who cares if there's only 50 of them or only 80 of them? The game needs to be fun. It needs to be rewarding. It needs to be enjoyable. And it needs to have longevity. And that's what everybody really wants in pinball. To make it a collector's item, you know, we're not, we didn't get into this hobby because we wanted collector items. Nobody got into this hobby to have Pirates of the Caribbean be $38,000 or $25,000. Like those prices are stupid. You'll never play a game and feel like you got a $20,000 experience. It also makes people not wanna play the games, right? When these things become OCD collector items, people don't wanna play the games. They wanna preserve them. It all comes down to like taking the glass off and putting mylar everywhere and just waxing it. And you, the last thing you wanna do is have that steel ball bouncing around and breaking your expensive collectibles. So it's actually even dumber to pay high prices because the more money you pay, the less you'll want to play the game. And it's a game. It's meant to be played. Life is short. This is pinball. This isn't your 401k. This is something you're, you're supposed to play around with this. You're not supposed to keep it there and not touch it. All right. So do we think we're going to see Jersey Jack announce Toy Story or Matrix sometime this October? I hope so. They need to get stuff on schedule. Godzilla sales are through the roof. Stern does it again. And then the question becomes, what's the next Stern title? Is it going to be Rush? Or is it gonna be Back to the Future? Those are the two that keep popping up. Unfortunately, I think it's gonna be Rush. I really don't care about Rush. It's an easy pass for me. I get that there are Rush fans, but I can't see Rush being a cornerstone game. I just can't. And I understand that there are fans of Rush, but Stern Pinball cornerstone games usually have more mainstream appeal, and Rush is not 
a mainstream act. They are just not. They are actually more of like a, a counterculture act. Like the cool musicians knew who they were, but not everybody else. Like they were never as popular in their day as the big bands you know about. They weren't seeking out popularity and fame like other bands were. And so it's a really interesting move to go to Rush. Now, look, when you look at Stern's portfolio, it's all over the place, right? You got Godzilla and then Rush. Like those two things don't go together at all. Then maybe Back to the Future. Like we're jumping all over the place. A 70-year-old lizard a movie that was big in the 80s, and a band that was kind of obscure that has a niche following. Like, those are the three cornerstone games you're going to come out with. Obviously, Back to the Future would be a juggernaut. I think Back to the Future would be probably Stern's biggest sale date ever if that game came out and it was loaded like Godzilla. I also did hear that Godzilla is breaking sales records over at Stern Pinball. So if you think that Godzilla was a stupid theme, you're wrong. It's selling like crazy. I think it shows the power of Keith Elwin, of when you load these games, and Stern's ability to manufacture. I mean, they're capitalizing on how hot this market is right now, and this market is on fire. All right, what else is going on in pinball? Who haven't we talked about? P3 Multimorphic. Does Jerry have a licensed game coming out? He does. He said he does. Scott Denisi is working on it. That's another game that's coming out. And I think we'll probably see that game at Expo. But I think everyone needs to realize that games are not going to be shipping this year like you thought. Like, even though CGC has something, Pinball Brothers has something, Dutch Pinball is making games, we've got P3 Multimorphic, we've got all these intentions to make pinball machines, but the COVID supply chain is a real issue, and you're seeing it. Like, where is Haggis Pinball and their Fathom title? Like, we are midway through September, and I'm not seeing any Fathoms being made yet. I know Celts have been going out the door. What I'm curious about Celts is how the game plays on that new playfield surface of theirs, the acrylic surface that doesn't dimple, it doesn't dent, it doesn't peel. I'm curious to see how that game plays. So if you have a Celts, do me a favor. Email me at canadapinball at gmail.com. I want to know how the game feels in comparison to traditional playfields. Look, I think the reason why Cactus Canyon Remake is not out is simply because of parts. There's no reason it's a licensing issue. That's such bogus. It would not take them six weeks to get approval on licensing for a game like Cactus Canyon. They're waiting on parts. They need to be able to make the game when they reveal it because they don't want to have like people order it and then wait forever. Speaking of parts, you know, I was thinking about this. If Jersey Jack Pinball announces Toy Story, someone posed this question. How do they prove that they fixed the playfield issue? If you're Jersey Jack Pinball, how do you prove that? Like, if Mirko does a video saying he's fixed the problem, no one's going to believe that because he's done that before. And when he said that, he didn't fix the problem because then the problems happened again. So I think the only way, the only way Jersey Jack Pinball can prove they've fixed this problem, two things. They need to ship games to customers that are going to be guinea pigs and hopefully nothing goes wrong. Can you imagine if they ship out Toy Story and there are problems with the play field? I mean, it'll be it. Like people will burn down the building or you could change vendors. But again, the rumor that I'm hearing is that Mirko invested in JJP, so they can't kick him to the curb. Like they're stuck with Mirko forever. So we'll see. But that's going to be the main storyline with Jersey Jack moving forward. Until they get confidence back in their quality, people are going to be more hesitant to go all in on JJP products. 
Now, that being said, these collector's editions will still sell out day one because of where these prices are at. So, everybody, this has been episode 615 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I hope to see some of you down at Pinball Expo at the end of October. I hope you guys check out the Saturday Morning Spectaculars. And also, the merchandise, it is coming. We're halfway sold out of the Viva La Raza t-shirts, the most controversial t-shirt in the history of pinball merchandise, it seems. And we're also going to have Canada's Pinball Podcast merchandise, mugs and hats and all that good stuff. I'm just working on the design because, you know, my logo is IP infringement. So we're doing a little stuff to adjust it so it's going to work, but it's all really cool. And pretty soon, the goal is that you will be able to show your support for Canada's Pinball Podcast at Pinball Expo. So look for that merchandise to go up very soon. I'll keep you posted when it appears on Silver Ball Swag. But if you want to get your Viva La Raza shirts, there's only 63 or two left have a great weekend and let's hang out and watch some godzilla tonight episode 615 we're out of here and i got my gun in my boot purse and i don't bust back